Reddit dit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, September 4th. Uh, are you excited for this weekend? I'm excited for the tailgate. I am. I was about to mention that tailgate. We are getting things together for it. I didn't realize we were already considering having a rock band, but Jesse is just running with it, which I'm for. Okay. I'm for rock band at a tailgate seems electric. To I me. think it'd be fun, but I also want to watch football too. I'd love to watch football and I'd love to play rock band. Best, best of both worlds right there. Best of both. Cause I mean, you can only play so many rock band songs anyways. Yeah. You can only do like probably 30 minutes of rock band. You get, you, you find a good game and then halftime just like jam out the rock band. And then after halftime's over, get back to football. It, exactly. I'm with that. Um, be cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Today we got a great episode. We're going to preview the Mormons, BYU. Should we dress as Mormons? I feel like we should. That'd be hot. Did you like that Mormon picture I sent? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Book of Mormon. That'd be hot. <laughs> like hot, like those guys are hot or like. Oh yeah, both. Okay. Okay. Fat both. So we're going to preview the BYU game. Um, we're going to talk about what some of the players have said and done, I guess, since uh, the loss to Georgia State talking some college football and kind of kind of recapping the week slash looking forward. Um, and then we've also got some high school football. Um, you're, you're kind of starting to figure out where teams are going to fall. We, we talked about a couple weeks ago, like, um, you know, where teams could be. Um, yeah. And we'd only seen them play, you know, once or some not at all by that point. Uh, so, so now we're starting to try to – obviously, it's high school football. And it's li- like – you think college ball is week to week? High school <laughs> football is almost minute by minute. Um, Absolutely. How, how it happens. So yeah. – but we, we've got a good good look at them. And then for segments, we've got Jumbotron and uh, Stupidity. Before we jump into all that, actually before we jump into all that, I'm about to tell you guys about my friends at MyBookie. While I'm doing that, you guys should definitely go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a five-star review because we've got five-star hearts. That's what you should do. <laughs> or you can listen to my bookie ad, which you should because I've got a great deal for you. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on the game after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you're, uh, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet this NFL season, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now, and my book you will double your first deposit. Only if you use the promo code CHAIR. That's C H A I R to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Even if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, subscribe and left a five star review. Don't worry, you can do that after the show. If show whether the show is long or short, you, that'll take you like five seconds. You can go do that. I still feel like I don't spell chair right when I say it aloud. C-H-A-R. It just doesn't sound right. And maybe it never will. I don't know. Don't what, what do you want to add? Do you want to add like an E on it? Like I, No. It just, <laughs> I got, the A, a and the I? I guess. It just sounds weird when I say it aloud. Yeah. When I spell aloud, I like write it down. It doesn't look weird. It doesn't feel weird. Saying, spelling it aloud so yep. it seems very weird. I don't I don't know. It's I'm a weird dude, I guess. You are a weird dude. <laughs> I'm a very weird guy. I agree with that. <laughs> um... The BYU trash talk hasn't gone up any. Number one, because we are fighting amongst each other currently, the Tennessee side. Yep. And then BYU is just too nice. Like, when their players were asked to trash talk, they had to come up on the spot with the best trash talk, and it was terrible. 
So. What do you say? Like, you're not even very good. Yeah, so I'm like, did you see that route you ran? It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was an awful route. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was, uh, yeah, they're, they're trash talking. That was their, like, best player. Uh, they probably kind of want to lose because they feel bad for us. And they lost last week. But they just lost to a number four, 14 ranked team, so. But when they lose, they really win, right? Like, it's if if another team wins, if they're giving somebody else, yeah, they win, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's what John Smith – is that his name? No, not – what is his name? Oh, the guy who, like, wrote the Book of Mormon. Not the Book of Mormon. The no Whatever it's called. Their, their Bible. No I don't clue. know his name. You get it. John Smith. <laughs> it wasn't John Smith, I don't think. Who was it? John Doe. I don't know. It was It was a guy. Right. It was a guy. It was a guy. Okay. So let's let's jump in right into that BYU preview. First off, after watching them on Thursday night, we should have we should win. <laughs> but then watching us on Saturday, holy crap, it's going to be a terrible game. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I <clears throat> I said it today to somebody. I was like, the biggest opponent isn't who we're playing next. It's us. It's Joseph Smith, by the way. Joe Smith. Smith. I knew John Smith didn't sound right. Um, But, yeah, it's us. You know, you have coaches that need to get it right. They made a ton of mistakes. Yep. Players need to show some leadership, show some emotion, show some effort. Yep. Um, I I think it's us. It's it's, We're playing against Tennessee. We're not playing against BYU. We're playing against Tennessee. I don't really disagree with that. I think this year, by the looks of it, that'll be the main fight all year. Not that I'm saying, like, you know, there won't be teams that could just beat us straight up. Mm. But even then, it's like to be in the game, we're going to have to we, – we can't beat ourselves like we did on Saturday. Yep. That can't happen. And and, and the talent is there. Mm-hmm. But there, there's no fight. There's no competitiveness. No. There, there's there's no effort. It was just it was just sad. It was very sad. <laughs> I You know, and there was a – right before I got, we got on, I saw a, a tweet from 247 that had uh, – they were interviewing the – a safety from Georgia State about the game this week. And he said, honestly, I think this is going to be a tougher week for us than Tennessee was. And they play Furman, right? And they play Furman. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Who is a FCS team. That should. Are, are they still FCS? Yeah. I think they're still in like Chattanooga's conference. I think they're FCS. Yeah. That sounds right. So, yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I kind of I see where he's coming from. Like, Furman's probably going to give them more effort. Probably going to give them more trouble. We weren't. Anything for him. We had seven months to prepare for Georgia State, and that's what. Hopefully, we that just means we had seven mon- months to perform or perform, uh, prepare for BYU. <laughs> Hopefully, I, that's what that means. I hope so, because if you're preparing for Georgia State, that was the only game on your schedule. You literally take it one game at a time. Then you're that is crap. You're in real. We trouble. won't win a game. No. We might beat UTC. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe. I mean. Um, go ahead. Well, I was, what I was going to say is, I mean, I how do you even how do we even preview BYU? I was about to say like what what worries you the most about BYU, but like everything does by the way we perform right. on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I mean just just scouting them, um, you know, how they played against Utah. Their quarterback is pretty athletic. He's athletic. That's what scares me the most is his athleticism. Yep. And his the way he tries to make plays happen every play out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. That scares yeah. me a lot. You, you got to contain him. You got to keep him in the pocket. That's something we were not able to do Saturday. But luckily, you know, he wants to get the ball out of his hand. 
Um, right. Whereas that quarterback would run it right down well, the Well, I mean, if you're a BYU coach, you come in here and you run the option every day, all day, right? Oh, yeah. So, t- I mean, I said this today also. I was like, Tennessee is going to have to practice the option literally every week now because of what they showed on Saturday. Yep. Every week. Because somebody, every team put that in their playbook for Tennessee that week. Absolutely. And why would you not? No, you have to. <laughs> you absolutely have to. Yeah, I mean, if they can't stop it, there, there's you one play that's going to help. It's going to yep. pick up yards. I think they ran 20, 25 of, the, of their last plays were all run plays. I think somebody said that, and they're all for at least a two-yard gain. That's not good. No. Not a good look. And, it, and it's not like they did anything special. I know we're, we're talking about Georgia State. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, that's that's all we have to really go off of. And BYU should be putting the option in their uh, playbook right now if they haven't already. Mm-hmm. Which they do show a little bit of it, but not like, yeah, not what, not to the extent that Georgia State should. And, and they're going to do it because they, they're a team that spreads you, spreads you out. Um, they look for mismatches, and that's a mismatch. Yep. I mean, if we're if they have seven on this side and we have six, that you're doing that. Yeah. So you have you have to bring somebody down. You have to move somebody over. You have to adjust. And there was no adjustment on Saturday. That was pretty pretty piss poor. But you know, Zach Wilson, I, I will say he is athletic. You're going to have to contain him. Right. Matt Bushman is the tight end who the guy who can't trash talk whatsoever. <laughs> um, he's six five, two forty five. He's a he's a good tight end. He's their go to player. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I don't think he's any better than Dominique Wood Anderson, right. but he gets a lot more production because we, because BYU can get it to him. Right, we haven't done that yet. So yep. So haven't done that. I, I think Wilson, he like you said, he, he gets out of the pocket, tries to make plays. I feel like that gets him in trouble. Some he tries to do too much and, and makes some bad decisions. So hopefully Tennessee's able to capitalize on something. You got to you got to be willing. Number one, two things we didn't do on Saturday: play your assignment. When those things happen, play your assignment, and then uh, the guys whose assignment is to get back to the quarterback, you've got to rally to the football. Mm-hmm. And, and then that you make him pay for you know, his ability to want to make a play and try to throw it downfield. Yeah. But if you don't do those things, you reward him for getting out of the pocket and trying to make a play. Yep. If you don't rally the ball and you don't play your assignment, if our secondary is so quick to abandon uh, their, their assignments, you're going to leave an open receiver, leave an open tight end, leave a back out of the backfield. You're going to leave somebody open if you don't play your assignment. If your defensive lineman fails to to rally to the football, you're either one going to give him enough time to find an open guy, or two tuck it and run. Yep. And he, he will do it. Now he wants to throw downfield first, but he'll tuck it and run. And his offensive line is terrible. So yeah. Darrell Taylor and whoever's at that other defensive end is it? Kevon Bennett is it? Uh, DeAndre Johnson. You know those guys should be licking their chops because those tackles are terrible. Yeah, we we've got we have to take advantage of not a great offensive line. Yeah. Because Georgia State's wasn't great. Now they're not. I mean, we have to assume they're worse than BYU's, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we got abused by that Georgia State line. Yeah. So, and, and it's going to be a little bit different. They're not going to sit there and I don't I, I don't think Georgia State. I don't think they cut blocked us. I think some guys on the perimeter cut our DBs and linebackers, but um, you know they Georgia State just went after our. Defensive line. Yeah. They no. brought the fight to them. Absolutely. Um, instead of just waiting back and, and waiting for them to make contact, they brought it to us. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. think we were ready for that. No, no, no. We were getting pushed around the whole game. Yep. The whole game. 
But uh, as far as their defense goes, their linebackers are pretty small. They kind of look – their DBs and their linebackers look like the exact same player. Yeah, they do. No, I, <laughs> that, I mean, one thing I thought was they don't look – not only do they not look very big, they don't look very athletic. No. That, that was what I thought of them. They, they do fly to the football, though. Um, that's something we don't do. They look like a football team. Yep. And we fail to do that. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm, I mean, one thing I, – I don't know if they'll do that with us, but Utah had a running quarterback, and they – on like a passing down, they only blitzed three guys. They only brought three guys. They'll like, still sack us. So yeah, I mean that's that's probably true. But you know, running backs should have a field day. Yeah, you know, if we if we can't throw it, hopefully we're able to hang on to the football and, and run it down their throats because that's what Utah did. Yeah, I mean, so BYU played them <laughs> close for what three quarters? Yeah, played them close for three quarters. I mean, if I didn't see that game against Georgia State and this was BYU as our first game, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we should destroy them. They're not good. We should destroy BYU? Yeah. If I Even did, after if, seeing Georgia State? No, if I didn't see that Georgia State. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If, if this was our first game, I would say we should beat yeah. Georgia State or BYU, no problem. I mean, I, yeah, I can't disagree with that. It's just how do we respond? I do, you know, I'll, I don't know we'll get into players' comments here in a minute. It, the Murphy, obviously he's not on the team anymore, so that is – Maybe a good sign with where our team mentality is at. But then we have Sean Schamberger. Yeah. So, I hope our team mentality is we're going to build off this. We're going to get better from it. And I think a lot of them, Juwan Jennings. I think Juwan Jennings is – but we know his we know his mentality already. Right. So, that doesn't necessarily encourage me too much because I've known his mentality. Um, I, I'm curious to see where the rest of the team's at. Anything else you want to add to that BYU preview? Other than I think this is a, a must win. Oh, I do as well. I think for if I'm Jeremy Pruitt, if I'm his coaching staff, if I'm these players on this team, now that doesn't mean the whole, you give up on the season if you lose. Right. Let me don't mishear me, Jeremy Pruitt, because I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> he definitely does. Yeah. The the must win doesn't mean give up after the season, but as far as going forward, looking at Florida and, and building off those games that you can win afterwards, this is a must win. Yeah, I mean, if your ultimate goal is to go to a bowl game, this is. Oh, yeah, especially. But, I mean, I'm thinking, you lose to BYU, you maybe have maybe, maybe 50,000 people at UTC. Oh, yeah. And then what's your team's feeling, not only with that week of practice coming off BYU, and if you think Georgia State's Twitter was bad, I don't want to know what our fans will do. And you so, go through that gauntlet after that of yeah. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and then you come oh. in back home to or, – or when Georgia comes to town, you're like, crap, who the heck wants to go to that game? Yeah, it'll no. I bet Georgia will probably drive everyone up here and have a hundred thousand. It'll be a. It'll be black and white. That'd be a whole, <laughs> or black and black, black and red. red. That'd yeah. be honestly, as a Tennessee fan, not if I'm not a Tennessee fan, that would be hilarious to see an entire stadium. But as a Tennessee fan, I would cry. Yeah, I mean that's how a Vanderbilt game is. <laughs> yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's on a smaller scale, and it's yeah. hilarious to see. Yeah, hilarious to see. Um, but no, I think this is a must-win game, and it's a very, very winnable game if, if you fix a lot of. Very fixable issues. If yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely with you. I think everything is very fixable, but I think it's it's just attitude and effort. Like, which it is was just the talents there. It's yeah. the attitude and effort there, and that's a fixable thing. You you either right when I say fixable, you just assume that guys that got to this level have the attitude and have the effort went much much better than what we saw on Saturday. Mm-hmm. If they've gotten to this level, they have a better attitude than that. So I want to see that, and and that's why I think it's fixable. Yeah, and that, that's why I'm not putting – there is some blame to be put on the coaches. But I feel like as a as a former – I played college football um, at a smaller level. But, yeah, 
like you have to have that mindset. Like I'm going to go out here and compete. I'm yep. going to go out here and, and give effort. Cause I mean, you know, a lot of these guys are fighting for playing time. Yep. You know, if you give effort, if you're showing that you give more effort than the guy in front of you, you're going to play all day. You're going to get on the field. You're going to get on the field. I mean, I I didn't get the in-game adjustments, so I think that a lot of that is on the coaching staff. But the effort, you know, you got to hold the players accountable as well. There's there's a lot of blame to go around for both sides. Don't worry. Plenty of blame. Um, Speaking of the players, let's look at their comments. You've got Juwan Jennings, man, who just – it kind of stinks because you knew what he was going to say. It doesn't stink. I I don't mean that. But, like – you just knew what he was going to say. I guess it was like a sigh of relief when he came in. You're just like, I knew it. Knew I could count on you, Juwan. And he tells me to come to the game. I was, I was already planning on going. But I'll be at the game. <laughs> exactly. I will be there. Um, and I expect – I mean, I expect to win. Not only because we're Tennessee, we should expect to win. We should expect to compete in games. But, you know, BYU, you, you see the talent matchup everywhere on the field. Yeah. We have more talent. And then Juwan, Juwan pretty much promises to win. I mean, I don't think he directly said that we were going to win, but, like, he said that it wasn't going to be the same. And you have to have that mentality that, yeah. you know, I'm going to go on this field and we're not losing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of players are missing on this team. No, I agree. And, and you know, I don't think any any player directly said, you know, I played good enough to win. Other guys just didn't. No player said that. But Juwan Jennings played good enough to win yeah. by himself. And he put the blame he, on himself. And he took it. He said, we we didn't play good enough. Yep. I, you know, he didn't say they didn't play good enough. We didn't play good enough. And that, like you said, that's the mentality you need. His comments were very, very, very refreshing. Yeah. And, and, and it's something that should have been said, that a team leader should say, that a quarterback should say. Mm-hmm. And he said it. He's, I mean, I'm not saying he's my quarterback, but he's my quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He's my guy. Jawan Jennings. I mean, even if he doesn't play the position, he's, <laughs> he's the quarterback, quarterback of this team. He's my quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I have his comments, um, a couple of them from the press conference. I'm going to go ahead and read those. So uh, his first one was, quote, from the time the game started, I should have been up in my up in my teammates' heads. I didn't do that, and I take responsibility for that. And, and I want to stop you there. I do agree with that statement. Like, I'm not saying the, bl- the blame is on him. He played very good. Yeah. But, yeah, you've, you when you're in that scenario – People are going to look at you and say, uh, you know, are going to look at you and be like, we're, you know, how are we trying to get the team ready? And as a team captain, is Jawan technically a captain? He should be. He should. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I mean, even even when you have captains, I don't, I don't really remember who the captains were. Even yeah, even when you have captains, you don't. You still have guys who are like leaders who aren't captains. But right. yeah, yeah, you look to those, and the coaches are going to go, you know, why why weren't we there? Why weren't we we ready? It is on you when you're a leader and when you're a captain. And sometimes mm-hmm. those leaders don't even necessarily want to be leaders. You just are because of how talented you are. And, you know, people look up to you. Yeah. So he is the guy that's got to help challenge people. But I, and like I said, I put that faith in him because, you know, he says stuff like this and the passion he shows. And if, you know, I'm never going to blame him for a loss because I know the kind of fire he brings to it. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, you definitely look to those guys for leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he said he took responsibility for that, but, you know, his actions on the field, his, you know, effort and competitiveness, that should have been contagious. Yeah. You're like, holy crap, like, this dude's ready to go. Like, I need to be ready to go. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it just wasn't. So, I mean, you hate that a leader has to get in the face of one of his players. But, some, you know, sometimes a player needs that. Yep. They need a, a kick in the rear end so they can uh, get going. But his next quote was, um, he said, I'm the leader. 
and we're going to get this thing right. Thank God. Thank God for Juwan Jennings. We have won. As of now. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more guys. I, I think Brandon Kennedy is, is right there as well, I think. You have to assume Trey Smith. Yeah, Trey Smith, absolutely. Yeah. but Thank God for Juwan Jennings, though. And then he also said, what happened last week was unacceptable and it won't happen again. So, I don't. I mean, that could be a guaranteed win, right? Well, Maybe. let's get this straight. Every loss is unacceptable. Yep. But he is absolutely right. That is something that can't happen again because losses happen. Was it the ESPN put that it was the fourth worst loss in college football history? So let me see if I get this. Sh- yeah, they, they did. Let me get this. Uh, see if I can get this right. Tennessee, or sorry. So we were a 26-point favorite. Only four games have been lost by the favorite if on a 26-point spread. Tennessee is two or three of them. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Wyoming, Georgia State, and there was another one, I think. Ouch. Yeah. Um, so, and Brendan Kennedy had a, had a good comment. I, I want to read this as well. Um, so he was asked about the booze and criticism he was getting from fans. He said, why wouldn't they do that? We definitely didn't give them anything to cheer about. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be put in that situation to face the media, you know, be truthful. Yeah. You know, just flat out put it out there. I mean, he didn't call anybody out by name, but, you know, he was like, that's on us. Yeah. And so – that, that's why I think the Sean Schamberger tweet is ridiculous because we know our place. Yeah. And that's to be fans of this team. Right. That's playing terribly. And, not, and it's unacceptable. And from what we can understand, doesn't care that they're playing terribly. Right. And and I'll say for, for him, the sentiment, I kind of feel. I'm not going to tweet at a player. Oh, yeah. Personally. No. Like, I feel that. And I don't think really – I think you do have to kind of remember that, you know, we're separate. We can't control it. Why make the – like – no one's ever going to tweet at a player, and no one's ever going to like pick up the phone and be like, hey, why don't y'all go win? And Shamberg's going to be like, that is right. We should just go and win. Yeah. You know, of course he's going to be pissed off by that. Like, mm-hmm. you would too if I, you know, if I, everyone would be. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. Now, and I, the boo, I'll touch on the boo thing. I don't know if I said on the last episode. Again, I won't boo a player, but the boos, whatever. Like, Georgia State, like, or against Georgia State, Tennessee probably deserved to get boo, booed. I didn't do it. I wasn't going to do it, but they probably deserved yeah. it. I mean, the the product on the field deserved a, a, a few boos, right. in my opinion. So I'm glad someone is willing to do it because I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I guess, you know, the Murphy thing, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into that. Some team news. Preston, uh, Preston, I keep saying Preston. Jordan Murphy was released from the team, or not released, sorry, left the team on his own accord. Uh, Terrell Bailey's entering the transfer portal. He also left the team on his own. Oh, he's, he's completely gone? Okay. That's what Peru said. That so, they both left on their own. Okay. So Jordan Murphy... Uh, I'm, a lot of people said he's a kid. He, you know, he's gonna make mistakes. 100% agree. The first tweet that he said, the one about the Studio X, someone was like, "I let these guys skip in line." He's like, "No, that's funny." Or you know, all crying faces. That's what he said. Well, the, well. So the the tweet that made everybody mad was the the guy walking. So, in so his... that was later on. Yeah. So okay. that's my point. He already made the mistake. Fine. A coach should have gotten to him. A mentor should have got to him. Yeah. Either one, he's blatantly ignoring them, or a coach, or someone didn't talk to him. One or the other. Somewhere there's a mess up. So, somewhere. You can't do that kind of stuff, man. Like, especially in today's world where everyone has access to that. And then he's tweeting back at people, and I just need him to understand that 20%, or 20%, I think 10% of the world's on Twitter, something like that. What's a percentage of all fans on Twitter? A very, very little percentage. Yeah. But I also, There's a lot of us, but yeah, right. very small percentage. But I also guarantee you that if you 
posted that tweet on the Jumbotron at a game, you would get 100,000 boos. Oh, yeah. So, also take that with a, you know, nobody's going to like that. No. And yeah, he's a kid, but he he wasn't firing off one tweet. He had two or three tweeted back at a fan. He made several mistakes in that. And I hope what it, the I hope what was said was delete the tweet, which obviously he did. So delete the tweet and you get to, you know, you can't do that stupid stuff. You're going to pay for it. And then he decided to walk. Yeah. I mean, so, somebody got after him, whether it was a coach or Jawan Jennings or Trey Smith, somebody got after him and he didn't like it. So he left. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, Fine. Good. Weed out the week. I mean, if you're not able to, you know, if putting on the T isn't a privilege for you, yeah. get out. Yeah, I 100% agree. And this Sean Schamberg tweet, and nothing against Sean Schamberg, you know, nothing against any of these players. You know, we want them to come here, succeed, um, yep. but we also want them to do it the right way. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, you should want to come here and do it the right way. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think most of the players were getting off social media anyway, so... Uh, I think at this point, Pruitt needs to bring, have a meeting and be like, all right, social media, done. No. No yeah, social media. It's not a smart – it's not social media at this point, especially for the guys who can't take getting, you know, replied to, which I guess the answer is to block them if you're going to be on social media. So pull Josh Dobbs and JG and just, just block them, block, I guess. Block I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know at this point. I'm just like the Schamberger thing. Like, obviously the team didn't agree with what Mur- – most of the team didn't agree with Murphy said. He's gone. The rest of them would have supported him, and I'm sure a lot. I'm sure every player in that locker room supported Murphy, where he got replied to by a fan, and was like, "Yeah, that you know that shouldn't be done." But I'm also sure they were like, "You need to delete the tweet." The majority of the guys, yeah, I'm sure, because they don't find it funny. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be funny. If I if I'd walked into the locker room at Georgia State, I'd have been like, "We just paid him nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Come in here and whoop our ass." I would have gotten attacked. Oh yeah. If it ain't funny in the locker room, it ain't funny the next week or the next year. Period. No. So, Jordan Murphy, if I can't walk up to you and make a joke about it, it ain't funny. Period. No. And I don't I don't get the sham, uh, the sham, Schamberger tweet because, you know, Tennessee fans kind of run this place. I mean, we helped. You know, there, there are some other things in, in place, but we helped shut. You would have Shiano as your coach right now yeah. if it wasn't for a lot of Tennessee fans. Right. And also, we're here way before you. And we're going to be here way after you're gone. And 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 annoying thing about that is if he's out at dinner tonight, there's gonna be people come and ask him or you know tell him good luck and yeah. Like again, that's a small percentage. Like you had like twenty to fifty people reply negative things. Why let that dictate how you feel about the rest of the Vol fans? No, I don't get that. Don't let that. Don't let the negativity creep in in that in that regard. No, because I mean, kids look up to you. Yeah, I mean if. If Trey Smith were to walk down Market Square, how many people do you think would want to take his picture? Yeah. Like a billion. Vol fans support you. Even the ones that are like sound negative right now, they just want to win, and that should be what you want. We yeah. all want the same goal. And, and even if you if you just play at Tennessee and don't do anything after this, you know those relationships that you make here yeah. with with fans, you know that could carry you somewhere. With fans, alumni, the people people at Tennessee support you regardless. The fact that you let a couple hundred people on Twitter be negative towards you and let that bother you to the point that you're arguing with. In my head, that tweet was fired off at all of all nation. Yeah. And I don't like that. No, I don't like that. So, um, I think he said, told us to stay in our lane, stay in your lane and go win games. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, I don't want to really be negative, I guess, but 
Yeah. If, I'll, if, I'll be, I'll if, you, you, if you beat Georgia State, none of this happens. I'll tell you right now, I'll be there against BYU. I'll beat every single home game this season. Yeah. I'm in my lane. And in the next season, and the next season, and the next season, and the next season. I'm going to be here way after you're gone. Yeah. I'm in my lane. That's all I'll say. I I think you should embrace Vol Nation and not try to push them out. I'm in my lane. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Any more team news? Um, I think that's it. I just, I just want to compete, man. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Just compete. I mean, I've said this a billion times. I'm putting on a tee. I'm, that would that would be a dream come true for me. I didn't even do it, but that would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like there there should be more effort. Hopefully, it's fixed. You know, hopefully that was a wake up call. Hopefully, we were just playing for BYU and we overlooked Georgia State. I'm still convinced Georgia State got her um, got it mixed up. They were supposed to watch 2018 tape. They watched 2017, that first game against Georgia Tech. And we're like, like, hey, the auction works. Let's let's do that. The auction, which it didn't work. The fact that Georgia State lost to us in 2017 is freaking hilarious. Like, I, they should be very embarrassed about that loss, and it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. So. Whatever. I mean, they're like, oh crap, we can run the option, right? Oh wait, this is 2017. It's too late now. We got to go. We got to do it. Practicing all week. Run it. Practicing all week. Um, speaking of other college football teams, college football games to watch. Also, I want to recap. I know it's a stupidity. I just want to talk about the – what about Notre Dame definitely faking us out like they're going to be good and then just collapsing midseason. Not even midseason. Probably next week. Who do they play next week? I wrote that down. I don't know who they play next week. Mm, must be no one big. I don't have it written here. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's actually one of my stupidities is um, – Everyone tweeting about Louisville, how good Louisville was, and their new coach. It took one year, and they lost to Notre Dame, thirty-five to seventeen. And I'll—I I'll, guarantee you right now, Notre Dame will—if they win eight games, it'll be barely winning eight games. That's a hot take. Who? What's their schedule? They probably play USC. Probably play. I don't—I don't think uh, they play next week. They got Notre a week already. Go look at their schedule real quick. Go to Notre Dame's schedule while, while we talk about this. Um, <coughs> and I'll, but I, I thought—I thought Louisville looked. Pretty decent from winning two games last year. I mean, fair, but you lost Notre Dame. They look more present than we did. I mean, yeah, we lost to Georgia Tech <laughs> or Georgia State. Both would be just as bad, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, still, they're, everyone they're off fi- this week. Everyone firing off the tweets at look at Louisville. Shut up, get out of here. Um, who? What? What games you got on your college football to watch? Wait, who? Who does Notre Dame play? Can you read off that schedule real quick? So they play New Mexico. Uh, when? Not this week. The, the next week. And they play Georgia. Loss. Virginia. Uh, pass. Bowling Green. Win. USC. Mm, midseason. Let's go loss. Michigan. Loss. Virginia Tech. Loss. Duke. Win. Navy. Win. Boston College. Win. Uh Oh, they get that ACC schedule now. I forgot. Yeah, pretty much. I don't, why don't I just go to the freaking ACC? <laughs> Blows my mind. Who was the last one? My God. I've got six wins right now. Ooh. They got one more game after Boston College. Or they just play 11 games. Yeah, they play one more game, but it wouldn't uh, let me It wouldn't let me see who it let's was. Let's just write it down as a win. That's seven. I'll give, I'll give Virginia a win. 
I'll give him eight. Eight exactly. Okay. I'll give him eight exactly. I don't even know who their last game is. I wasn't overly impressed with them. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're not that good. Yeah, I mean, they they were struggling early. They turned it on at the end, but they were struggling. Yeah. Um, but what are some yeah? What are some games you're you're looking to this year? Um, this, this week, this week, LSU, LSU and Texas, I think, is the biggest one. Number six, and number right. nine. It's got to be the biggest game. Nice, LSU, right? Yeah, number six, six number, number nine. nine. <laughs> um, wait, do you see where Texas tweeted they were um, DBU? Yeah, what the? I mean, I guess they're just trying to poke the bear that is LSU. That's the dumbest thing ever. Ed Ogeron is going to take that to heart. And he's going to want to beat the gumbo out of y'all. If anybody could say DBU, it would be Alabama, Florida, I hate to say Do you it. not just assume LSU when you hear DBU? And LSU, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, so. LSU is definitely up there. Okay. I'll say Ohio State's probably up there, too. There are some pretty good games this week. What do you think about uh, West Virginia and Mizzou? Like, do you think Mizzou starts off 0-2, or do you think they get that one in the bag? I don't know. Everybody said that they, they could be 8-0. <laughs> and they lost the first game. Which I guess we got the hype too, but we didn't get that much hype. We didn't get eight no yeah. hype. No, I don't think they lose Mizzou, but like I think it's interesting that they could start zero two as well. Like we could, they could yeah. start zero two. The East is terrible this year. I'll say that we've got to be, we got to figure it out because the East is terrible. Um, oh, when we get good again, it'll be like yeah. Florida's powerhouse, Georgia's powerhouse. Yeah, so absolutely um, interested. Central Michigan and Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin wins, but I thought Central Michigan. Do some damage. QD, a QB. Yeah. Quentin Dormany. Yeah. And then you got the Shark Humper as the head coach. <laughs> um, oh, and Texas A&M and Clemson. Uh, Texas a and I was about to mention the, two, the uh, two more SEC games that are – three more SEC games that I find interesting. Texas A&M and Clemson, I, I misspoke. It wasn't an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. It was an offensive lineman that, that predicted the upset. Okay. So, really, really was a linebacker. The linebackers say something too. Maybe they might be all just predicting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing: they A and M played a decent game against them last year. Yeah. Now, Kelly Brown was a quarterback. Yeah. They were not clicking. I mean, they weren't bad at that point, but they weren't clicking like they were at the end of this right uh, end of the season. And then how they looked against Georgia Tech, and yeah. So, I believe it'll be a different story. Um, that offense is just insane. Yeah, it's it's stacked. I mean, I I don't see, I don't see him punting over like. Twice in a game. Surely not. Surely. <laughs> uh, Southern Miss and Mississippi State. I just, you know, I'm curious to see kind of what Mississippi State, because Southern Miss is probably won't, they won't win it. I don't, I'll say they won't win it, but like, I think they have an ability to keep it close and at least make it interesting. Maybe go into the first half, at the end of the first half, maybe start turning some heads to that game. You know? Yeah. I think it's possible. Um, and then Vandy and Purdue. <laughs> You're going to go, I got to go Purdue, right? I don't know. They lost in Nevada. They, oh, they did lose in Nevada. On a dong punch. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that was – that kid – the kick was so good that he got offered a scholarship in the opposing team's <laughs> locker room. No, it was, a home, was it a home game for Nevada? I don't think so. Okay. So, no, they're wearing white, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, opposing team's locker room. Or away locker room. Um, That's how – like, that's how impressed the coach was by the kick. Yeah. It wasn't just like a chip shot 30-yarder. Because then the kid doesn't get a scholarship. He might get it the next week, doesn't get it that night. What if he, like, came out to practice and just, like, horrible the rest of the year? Do you, like, you're like, crap. I mean, I already you gave him a scholarship. Yeah, you got it until the rest of the year. So, yeah. what to do your thing, kid. Um, also, in the Pac-12, uh, Cal and Washington State. And Stanford and USC. So. Dang, Pac-12's already playing. Yeah. I mean, I guess... 
Which I don't understand. Why did Vandy and Georgia play last week? Probably because Vandy knew they weren't going to win that game. But like, let's just open them with a big game. <laughs> <laughs> let's get people in the stands. Yeah. Um, and then Georgia Miami, fans in the stands. Right. Then Miami and UNC. UNC? You, they looked okay. I mean, in fairness, USC looked terrible. I mean, terrible. A, it's not, it's not his first, first year head coach at UNC. Yeah. Mac Brown with a true freshman quarterback beat an SEC team the first team, first game of the year. Yeah. That's pretty, that's something. No, yeah. You I know, mean, they're absolutely terrible last year. Miami so. looked awful. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, anything else for college football? Any other games you got circled on your schedule? Tennessee BYU. <laughs> I'm not even going. Just kidding. I'll be there. John asked me. I'll be there. Yep. Your wish is my command. John I'm not checkering it though. Let's let's not start that. I'm first, glad that kind of died. First off, my section's uh, white, and I'm wearing. Well, I guess I'm wearing white and orange, but I'm wearing orange, oh, like sorry. orange mostly. Yeah, I'm checkering myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do want that checkered suit. It looks sweet. You know, I'm talking about hot. I don't care. It looks sweet. This man wears pants all the time. I don't get it. I like pants. <laughs> you look good in shorts. I look great in shorts. <laughs> great in shorts. Um, I don't get it. I don't like. I, I would sweat to death. I mean, well, I'm the, the I was reason, already sweating to death. The reason so. I wore pants last week, I'll tell you about later. But there's a reason you wore pants. There is a reason I wore pants. Okay. Besides the fact that I look good in them. There is a reason I wear I pants. Do know, I do know why you had to wear pants. Okay. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Are you wearing pants this week? Maybe. There's a chance. Because of that same reason? or Not just because of that you same like reason. Um, you know, I I got to look at the weather first to really decide. But I, I wanted to wear the, you know, Phil Former sweater vest this week. Dang. So, yeah. It's, it's a thin, like, Nike, like, golf sweater vest. But Still. It's not wear it over a polo? It's hot. bad. Too hot for that. Um, but I, w- I want to look at the weather before I, I make a, you know, for sure determination about determination decision about that. So it's supposed uh, to be like 90 again. Yeah. But it's night. It's cool in the evenings. That's true. Plus I look dang good in it. So that helps. <laughs> that helps. Um, fashion over comfort. That's all I'm saying. It's good. Uh, high school football. Top, I guess we're talking top 15 here. Is that what you, Prep extras. Jesse Smithy's top 15 is exactly what we're discussing actually. Um. Oh, SDZ moving up to number four. Number four, baby. You know, I love South Wheel and I think they look great. But the two, the three teams in front of them, who do they jump this year? That <laughs> might be their ceiling. And it's not a knock on South Wheel at all. No, it's more of a credit to where high school football is in the area. Yeah, it's so, definitely on the come up. I wish you know something. I wish, and I know Alcoa is doing a good job of playing. Like they played Blackman. Um, they'll play no, Maryville. No one will schedule them. <clears throat> right. But I, I do think they need to move up, in my opinion. They'd be, what, 4A, though? It's 3A. They're 3A now. So, 4A. They'd still probably win it. Yeah. And I they, mean, or... And there's th- no, doesn't them and Maryville kind of have, like, the same amount of people? No. No. Not Maribel's, even close? No. Maryville's in the right. Okay. They're they're, they're both in their system. correct okay. uh, classification. I thought Maryville would just played. No, 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 no. Okay. Now, if they play up, they're like 5A playing up 6A, but I'm pretty sure they're 6A. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure they're a large school. I just, like, no one's going to touch Alco in 3A. No, There's no, no, no. Way. Well, it's it's not that. It's like, they don't have to schedule them, so they don't. Yeah. Like, even other 3A teams don't have to schedule Alcoa, so they don't. Only the ones in their district have to schedule them. Yeah. So. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you move up, you play a harder schedule. And they're doing a good job of trying to get 
people to play them. I think yeah. they've went out of state. Um, they play. They went to Murfreesboro, beat Blackman, and Blackman's a good six A team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't see anybody touching. I don't see anybody in three A scoring on them. That would be especially awesome. with the starters in. That'd be awesome. Because that defense is nasty. Yeah, it is. Uh, so number one's Alcoa. Read right off the top f- couple, I guess. Number one's Alcoa. Number two, Catholic again. And three, Maryville. Four, South Doyle. All those four make sense. Um, I mean, West at number five, who's also two and zero. I mean, they definitely have an argument for being like in front of South Doyle. Now we look at preseason and what happened. And if you look at that, then kind of South Doyle should be in front of them. It's you can't really necessarily judge preseason by. Right. But when you look at the talent, if you're if you're someone like Jesse Smithy who's immersed in it and he can confidently put him there, then then yeah, that yeah, it's the right. Position. I trust Jesse Smithy. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. just I'm just saying you you could and even even Powell, I could see an argument for being so four, five, six. All those three could kind of be mixed, in my opinion, yep. in any order. Um, well, West, seven, ha, West has some studs. They yeah, some, no, I, I two Arkansas commits. No, they don't play this year in regular season. No. I, if they play in playoffs, I think that'll be a really good matchup. Yep, because like, be, be you fun. have Elijah Young, who's committed to Missouri. You have Santana Curtis. I think he got an offer today from Navy. Oh, really? Um, so he, he's got a couple. Um, some Ivy League schools. Yeah, some offer division Division One offers. Um, yeah, that'd be a good game. Tennessee's or South Dole's putting up points. Yes, I'm curious to see what they do with Gibbs and that weird defense. Or I think they still run like a four four. So I'm curious to see. I mean, they can't against South Dole because they can spread it out now. Right. They don't just have a running back. Yeah. So curious to see. Um, so yeah, Pal at six, Central at seven. Central's a team that before this last week I could say they could be jumbled up in there too, but didn't look great against Fulton, which that's a rivalry game. And like we said, high school football is not just week by week; it is freaking minute by minute. Yep. Fulton could go from getting skunked, not skunked, but played pretty much stomped by South Doyle um, to getting up for a, a game against Central and, and playing that one close. So, minute by minute, but you have to take that into consideration. Central's probably where they should be. Still 2-0, and and that's what matters. Um, but did play Fulton close. Who did they play this week? Sevier County. Um, then you got number 8, Farragut, number 9, Greenville, number 10, Gatlinburg-Pittman. How far can Gatlinburg-Pittman? I know they're you know, low two A or whatever they the are, three A, three A, yeah. So three A. So they'll probably have how, to play. How far can they move up the rankings? In three A, they'll be as far as they'll be number two. Yeah, they can't go any higher than number two. So in this, I mean, can they could they jump Farragut this week if they if they win? Um, I don't know. I don't know. See, I I don't know how we consider that because we know who'd win when they play head to head. Right, but if they keep doing what they're doing to teams, I feel like you yeah. move them up. That's true, and I, I want to talk about Powell. Powell was behind from uh, against Anderson County and, oh, yeah. and came back and a, a favorite in four A. Yeah, one of the favorites in four A. Yep, and came back and won. Uh, I spoke to their defensive coordinator and one of their coaches, um, Coach Melvin and Coach Smoker, and you know they think they got a shot. They, I, got, they got some some talented talented freshmen. Um, yeah, if, it, if they don't have a shot this year, they got one next year. And then, yeah, Baylor Hughes is kind of their do-it-all back, and he's been carrying the team. So, yeah. I think number 44, I don't know who 44 is, but 44 on their team, I, I watched him against Greenville, and that man can freaking hit. <laughs> like, sign him up. Yeah. I, I said on my keys to the game, I want somebody to hit somebody. Somebody, somebody I get really, ejected. I not really see anything, <laughs> but, you know, that kid can at least hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that all day. Right. Especially on – even if on if it's on special teams, right. I'll take it. Absolutely. 
Um, we'll just read off 11 through. I'll, I'll read off 11 through 15. You can hit on anybody you want to. 11, Anderson County. 12, Loudon. 13, McMahon County. 14, Jeff County. Jefferson County. 15, Hardin Valley. Jefferson County surprised me. I'm very surprised by Jefferson County. I mean, they're in 6A, so they're not really going to do anything. It's not going to matter much, but, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, you said somebody. Oh, West. I thought West. What? I didn't. We didn't hear a lot about West. We thought their their defense was going to be good, but the fact that they have beat two six A teams, two pretty good six A teams in Bearden and Farragut, yeah, pretty impressive to me. Far Farragut's might have been a little too hyped up this year, though. Maybe yeah. who they beat in week one? Bearden? No. Who they beat in week one? Now West did go to overtime with Bearden. Yeah, but Bearden's not supposed to be great who this did year. Farragut beat. They travel week one? Was it Cleveland? Maybe. I think they traveled week one. I can't remember. Anyways, um, did we ever decide on a Jumbotron? I just can't remember. I do not think so. All right, well, I'll do that while you tell our friends about Blue Chew. Hold on, I'm looking up. You're looking up Farragut's? They played. That's not right. It's basketball. Um. I got a Jumbotron. You got one? I got one. Oh. So they played Bradley Central. No, they did Pretty much Cleveland. Pretty much Cleveland. That's 2018. <laughs> Never mind. Not, not pretty much Cleveland. They played Bradley Central. Okay, that's <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. We got it. We got it. Um, you, yeah, you, you, you get it. You yeah, get but it. I, I love high school. I think Catholic um, Catholic's going to be the best team in Tennessee here in about Oh yeah, <laughs> there. It's funny to me they jump, they jumped to that class and like we'll recruit fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we're gonna go get everybody. And then um, they went up to Kentucky this yeah last week and it was a twenty three time state champion right. and beat them. See, that's pretty much like what Alcoa is probably gonna have to do. No one's gonna schedule Catholic no. now, so they're you're gonna have to it. do these like big games. I think I heard Catholic's closest game this year, which I haven't looked at the schedule. This is all hearsay. I don't I don't know. I heard their closest game is like. Maybe like just north of Chattanooga or in Chattanooga. I can't remember. It so, might be no- did you watch the Marietta versus St. Joseph's? I didn't get to watch it, but man, I heard about it. Harrison Bailey with the comeback. Yeah, and uh, making comeback. some making some very impressive plays to come back. Yeah, and made some with his legs, his arm. He threw for two hundred sixty three yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, he looks like he could come in and start. I mean, especially what we saw Saturday. I mean, if if, <clears throat> if what we've been told is true. And it's not just a bunch of coach speak. And JG is the best quarterback on the roster. Harrison Bailey's a day one starter. Yep. Period. Absolutely. In the story. And um, another Tennessee commit, BJ Ojolari, had four TFLs. Was kind of all over the place. He's just he's a man amongst boys. Yeah, and plays offensive tackle. I mean these these guys that, that, he, that he's, he's blocking are D one guys. And he's, and he's not an offensive tackle size. He's, he's what, like two two thirty two twenty five something yeah. like that. Um, he's. He's an edge rusher. He's an outside linebacker and just, you know, has the want to. Some some we don't have a lot of on the Tennessee team. Hopefully we, some, we get it. We need some more Jawan Jennings. I, I saw today the where there's 35 Butch Jones scholarship players and 45 Jeremy Pruitt scholarship players. Still on the thing, Tennessee though. roster. I think it's a good thing for us. I think we need more some, Jeremy, some more Jeremy Pruitt scholarship players. I agree. So. Definitely agree. And how um, do they count that in the first <clears throat> class? Just who was who they were offered by? I assume. I, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to jump into our segments now. Blue Chew. Uh, before we do that, Lana's going to tell us about our good friends at Blue Chew. Guys, take this with heart. Because I have a feeling 
after tailgating all day, and after what the Vols may show you on Saturday night, you may need some help. And we get we get beer this week. We get what? Beer in Neyland. Yeah, so you really may need it. Or alcohol. Is there going to be liquor? I don't think so. I've only heard beer. I don't I, Okay. I, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you about our new friends. Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go? You want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, full or empty stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you fall through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in, in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. of A, baby, and since Blue Chew repairs and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, you can get a special deal and use promo code ARMCHAIR to get your first shipment for free. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it for free. They're better, cheaper. It's a simple, faster, easy choice. Guys, go check them out. Do it. Did you add in the USA baby? Yeah, okay. I definitely. I was did. like, "There's no way that's Creed. Scripted. No way that's scripted." All right, just USA. making sure. Do I it. won the lottery. Yeah, I did. We all did. We all did. Yep. If we all won the lottery, did we really win the lottery? I feel like that. It's that's just a, like all tax, right? <laughs> Everybody. That's a question you have to ask. If we if we all won the lottery, do we win the lottery? So. My Jumbotron, and I'm throwing out, Landon hadn't heard this. I've had a second to write it down. I was going to do your favorite thing to do after a Vol loss, since hopefully we want to do that the rest of the season. Hopefully we're 11-1, you know. I did appreciate all the fans' tweets right after the game that were like, all right, fine, (laughs) 11-1. I did appreciate that. Um, We're not not even going to think about losses here. We're going to say just your favorite thing to do after a Tennessee football game. Just Tennessee football game, and let's just say in home football game. Favorite things to do. And I did, I will say this, I discovered one. Okay. This weekend, and it was going and sitting at Soccer Taco and drinking margaritas. I was it. It definitely helps after a loss. It's just it's relaxing. The the sugar, I think, helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it was a good one. It How long a, did you leave your car at the? I uh, can't spot? say that on air. Okay. So people, you know, I know everybody knows what car I drive and wants to mess with it, so I can't say that on air. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I get it. Um, my first thing, I like to eat. Get some food in Specifically you Taco Bell. Well, because you don't eat in the stadium. Like, you refuse. Oh, yeah. I'm so, you're starving. Speaking of that, speaking of this, I have a great <laughs> story for you guys. So, you know, if y'all went to the game, you know it was hot as balls. It was, what do you think, 100 degrees? I mean, if not, it felt index? like 150. <laughs> There's people dying everywhere. You you kept hearing the sirens go up and, yep. and, yep. and down the, the aisles there. Um, yeah, people dying everywhere. It's hot. Everybody's sweating. Everybody's had a, a full day of tailgating. They come in there drenched in sweat. They're getting ice packs. They're getting paper towels and putting them around their neck. You know, it's hot. My wife is hungry. So you know what this woman does? She's a very smart lady. <laughs> Don't let this story um, make you believe otherwise. She is very smart. But she comes back with some food, and it's Petro's. The I was like, food in the stadium. I was like, are you kidding me? You're getting hot ass chili? Yeah, you know my favorite thing to eat in the middle of summer? Chili. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
I was like, I know you didn't have to wait in line very long because you're the only person in the stadium that got Petros. Which, I was like, it's 100 degrees. Which you found out wasn't true because Macy went and got Petros. Yeah, apparently there's more very smart people in that stadium that went and got Petros. But yeah, unbelievable. And she was sitting there eating it because like, I told this to her. like I'm complaining about how hot it is, and she's over here eating it. And I'm like, why did you get that? Blah, blah, blah. And... To like throw it back in my face, she's like, "I was so hungry," and she's like eating this. She's pouring sweat, like I'm it's sure. like I'm sure. it's so bad. I'm just like, "You're gonna die! You are literally gonna die eating that hot food." I was like, "Put it down." So she ate like she didn't even finish it. She ate like half of it. She doesn't finish anything, no matter what the portion I is. She will never. I would have eaten it on Saturday. <laughs> I, I probably would have eaten it if it was given to me. I definitely would have eaten yeah. it. I wouldn't have paid money to die. Yeah, I probably would have paid for it either. Yeah, um, but yeah, unbelievable. She's very smart, by the way. Very smart, lady. Yeah. Um, Dylan Taylor commented and said his favorite thing was debating where it all went wrong. That's definitely a good one. This week it was on the first kickoff. It's where it all went wrong. I like I like to find something positive about it. I don't. I prefer to be negative right after a loss. I mean, I am very negative, but I like to think that I like can think of at least something we did right. Right. And uh, all I can think about, oh, we had a great tailgate. <laughs> Right, and that that's that's part 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 of my favorite second favorite is post game tailgate. Okay, is the greatest thing ever, especially when we were over in your G ten and we couldn't get our car there right after the game. We had to sit there for like two hours. <laughs> yeah. But that's have a choice. It, normally, not this weekend, but normally it feels good after a game, like because the sunset. And I love just just sitting there chilling. This year we'll have a TV. We could turn on a game. Post game tailgating is probably it's a close second to pre game tailgating. Close second. It's not. And it's a this, lot better after, and after this, a win. Yeah. And at this point in Tennessee football, it's probably better than the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my next one, it's kind of sentimental to me. Um, but just the walk back to our car, and usually it's with my dad because um, he usually takes us home. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, just talking with him about the game is very – because he has, he has his thoughts. I have my thoughts. We kind of bounce them off of and each other. this week, other. was it quiet or was it? So, my dad, when when he's upset, he – first of all, this man is the fastest walker in the history of fast walkers. <laughs> like, this man could – I'll be walking side by side, and he – I can get halfway to down the Henley Street Bridge. He's done to the car. <laughs> and, and he doesn't, like, wait on you either. He just walks and, like, he'll wait yeah. on you at the car. Yeah, and it's nice because I get there and usually the air is going by then and everything's good. But, yeah, just just talking about the game, um, win or lose, it's it's still fun to see his reaction. Yeah. Because he was – Do you remember that after the Florida game in 16, him doing the uh, – he, he didn't do the full Ric Flair, but he did like a few lines of the Ric Flair. Yeah, I do, I do know there was, there was one game, I think it was LSU, and it was right after John Kelly got caught smoking – and we did something good, and I, I, I filmed him, and uh, he was like, John Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, and his reaction to the Georgia Hail Mary, the John Jennings sketch, yeah. that's the greatest video. Oh, I, I bet, I bet, it's awesome. Um, my third, my last, final, cool beans, easy, easy Ooh. money. Okay, I like to go dance. I know you do. I'm, I'm too a, tired for that. I'm a social butterfly. I, I, 
I like to fly, man. I can be a social butterfly in other places. I'm <laughs> mentally exhausted after, after mentally and physically exhausted after a game. Can't do that. I am exhausted, but when I get to these kind of places, I'm like, start feeling the music. You're like, oh, it's not at the Roxbury. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's a movie, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, in Charlotte, yeah, it's a great place. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I like to go dance. Um, Caleb likes to dance too. You know, I love he, to dance. I just I pick and choose. Yeah, I'm a dancer. See, I like to do it all. I like I like to groove to some eighties. I like to line dance to some country music. You know, I like to do the. I, I will. I do prefer live music really over rock? dancing. I listen in a lot of music over dancing, and not just like good bands, like just like regular bands at like local. Places. Speaking of Garth Brooks is coming to Neyland. How awesome is that? It's all ninety four dollars is stupid. Yeah, I, that's a, I want to go, but I don't. I, but he's gonna sell out. It's gonna sell out easy. I wonder how many seats are available. That's what I. That's what, what that my thought was. Determine it. Like, is it eighty thousand? I don't yeah. know. I mean, but the last time he was here, didn't he have to do like four shows? I don't remember. And that. they all sold out. Did they? So yeah, it sells out then. They yeah. probably weren't ninety four dollars though. But probably not. I don't. I mean, for for a uh, a concert versus a game, it's very different. There's not a bad seat in the one. Well, right. except, except okay, besides the ones that are like. You see the terrible pictures of it. But <laughs> yeah. apparently they don't sell tickets to those seats. Oh, apparently. really? That's I, nice. If that's true, that's good for them. <laughs> they should but I, Yeah, I know. But, like, everywhere I've, I've sat in the upper deck, lower deck, on the field, like, everywhere, there's not a bad seat in the island. No, I don't. I don't. Thompson Bowling, there are some terrible seats in Thompson there Bowling. There is, yes. So, take that how you will. Take that how you will. But I, I hope this is, I'm, I'm sure this is more like a trial run to see, like, how good it it works, but I hope they like make it into a concert that, venue. That'd th- be awesome. That shows they've been wanting alcohol for a while because he, like, if you think they just happen to coincide, you're, they, they, they're, he's playing because alcohol can be sold. Like, oh, yeah. Or Neyland's trying to make more concerts now that alcohol can be sold. Yeah. I think the only thing I'm worried about, I don't think they have a pit. So, I don't think they have people standing on the field. Really? Just to tear up the grass? Well, they said they're resodding after this. Okay. I mean, you have, you have two weeks before the Vandy game. They said they're, I mean, I would imagine they'll lay something down on the actual playing okay. surface. And then people, I imagine, surely people will be able to be on the field. You'll have four seats, I would imagine. Surely. Yeah. I don't know. I might, do we go to turf? No. I mean, I, I didn't think so because we have that big turf management. No, uh, last year, Beyonce, Beyonce played at South Carolina State like, right before, like the week before, and they just resawed it the whole thing. Yeah, I mean it, they take good enough care of it where they can fix it in two weeks before Vanderbilt. Yeah. But the grass is kind of dead by then anyway. Right. Yeah. So, so I don't know, but I, I hope they do make that into like a concert venue because I think it's a great place. It's just it's like one of those things like it's only huge concerts, like only certain people could host a venue there. So you're only looking at like two or three a year. Yeah, it's, like big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I still uh, think that'd be cool. I I, I want to go to more concerts. I haven't been to a lot. I am going to Luke Combs in Nashville, so I, I kind of want to start going. You need to get into the cheaper. You're going to all these. You want to go all these expensive ones. But see, uh, I, I just can't get into the music that the Dirty Governors. The, but you can. There's not. Those aren't the only styles that play there. It's all sorts of bands and tops of music that play there. Yeah, like I mean, there's I, not any concerts at the Millamon like this. These couple months that interest me, but they probably interest other people. Yeah. Now, besides Dirty Ghost plays this Friday, but I I can't go. Aren't so. they at the fair? Yes. And then Morgan Wallen's at the fair. Brett Michaels is at the fair. Dude, the fair's got a pretty good lineup for the fair. For the fair. <laughs> the fair usually has, I feel like, at least one good band. 
or one good artist. I mean, last was it last year or two years ago they had uh, Vanilla Ice. I don't know. Yeah, but I was like, recently. I was so confused. I was like, doesn't he only have like one song? Like, what else is he gonna play? Dance to one song and one song only. <laughs> yeah. Um, stupidity is an epidemic. I've already read off the Louisville one. Everyone hyping up Louisville after one quarter. Are you surprised that Tennessee fans hyped up Louisville after one quarter? No. No, I'm not either. Uh, my next one, I can't. I, I wrote it down, and now I think it's wrong. Was it Max Kellerman that said track athletes aren't athletes? They're washed up football and basketball players. Yeah, he did say that. That did, couldn't make enough money playing football. Track athletes are some of the most athletic people in the world. So that's a terrible take. That's, that's And counter, counterpoint to that, there's too many football players that shouldn't be playing football and should be running track. Yeah. Think about some of these guys who really are just fast. They aren't good football players. Could start focusing on track younger. I feel like the United States would have a ton, a ton more talent if these guys gave up on sports they weren't good at earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they want to do everything their friends are doing. Um, well, and they, you know, football does have the most money, but if you're really good at track, you make plenty of money and you're fine. Right. And I think there's too many guys that could be, that are decent football players because they're fast, but could be really good track athletes. Oh, yeah. And not just in sprinting. Usually when they're really fast like that, they can, you know, they could probably do the triple jump or the long jump or, you know. Because Tyreek Hill, I mean, I don't know what his... But that's a guy that's a good football player. I'm right, talking... yeah. But, I mean, he could probably be, if, if he worked at it, he could probably be one of the best yeah. sprinters in... But I, I'm talking about the guys that, like, you know, either make, get power, get uh, Division One scholarship offers and stuff like that due to their speed, and they're not good football players, so they never see the field. Well, if they just focused on track, yeah, be really good track athletes. I mean, we we have some guys on Tennessee's roster that should be running track. Yeah, their speed doesn't help on the football field, so just yep. head on over to Tom Black. Speaking uh, speaking of them, that track program, they've they've done a good job. Uh, Lyneth Whitehead's a, a good track I'm curious guy who's on his official visit last weekend. Sorry that we gave him that show. But. Yeah. I'm curious to see if that track program improves. I know they've been – because, like, we've had good individuals, but I'm curious if we kind of start taking more team focuses. Yeah. Because we've I been agree. good in the, you know, at, at, in the throwing areas. Like, every once in you know, we have good individuals that come through. I'm curious to see – I know we want an in, indoor track facility, so I'm, I'm curious to see if that program gets more built up. It has a really good history as far as individuals go, but not so much of a team history. Can I – I'm going to – so I don't have any stupidities. Okay. I don't know why, but I don't. I guess I've had an I had enough of Twitter this weekend where I just kind of put it to the side. Yeah, it um, gets no. There's plenty of stupid stuff on Twitter right now. You yeah, can go use. Yeah, plenty. Do you have any more? Um, kind of. I guess it's stupidity. What the f is an unsportsmanlike foul in the FIBA World Cup? So I watched that Turkey United States game, and we got called for what we we tried to just intentionally foul. Mm-hmm. Right, we get called for unsportsmanlike, which is the equivalent of a technical foul in FIBA. So they got two shots and the ball back. Thankfully, Turkey missed both of the foul shots. Then we foul them again on the inbound, and they missed both of those foul shots. So we get the ball go down and win the game. Turkey, I mean, was it Turkey? Yeah, Turkey, Turkey absolutely just crapped that game away. Turkey. Absolutely like, crapped it away. I like saying Turkey. I'm trying to find the actual – so we had a BYU fan DM us. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read his – yeah, it was a while back. Um, I'm going to kind of read his story um, that he kind of sent me. I'm just going to read the whole thing. 
I read it oh. once, um, and I'm, not, I'm just going to try to break it up. I don't want to leave anything out, so I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm trying to find it. Well, while Landon's trying to find or he'll find it while he finds it. Um, guys, I'm going to tell you, tailgating this week, same spot. We'll technically start around noon. Me and Landon may have to get there earlier, but we'll technically start around noon. Uh, come join us whenever your heart so desires will be. It's in between. Here's kind of the square. Maplehurst Apartments, uh, Church Street United Methodist Church, World's Fair, and the Engineering Building. We're like smack dab in the middle of that stuff. Um, you'll see two orange tents. More important issues, uh, banner. We're usually like in the back, kind of. It'll kind of be shaded at that point, but we'll start losing shade there soon. Um, but kind of be in the shaded area in the back of the parking lot uh, towards Maplehurst Apartments. Come join us. Um, just come hang out. Come say hey if you want to hang out for a while. If, if not, just stop by on your way. I know a lot of people walk from either downtown or South Knoxville. Uh, that's right on your way to the stadium. So, so pop in and say hey. Chat with us. Watch some football. Throw football, play cornhole. We've got plenty going on, plenty of drinks, plenty of food. Come hang out. We'd love to see you, love to meet you. Um, so come do that. And and then there'll be a bunch of people there, so come hang out with some t- cool Tennessee fans. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a, electric. We had a great time. Um, while Landon's reading that, I mean, I'll show you guys our – our. Uh, I'll, pull, I'll, I'll pop in our um, the picture of our, of our – Yeah, when we got to go around and interview people, that was awesome. It was fun. We'll definitely have to do that again. So, my man, Troy S. Shinover. I think I said that right. Um, but he's a BYU fan. Just kind of sent us a DM of his perspective of how he's a BYU fan, how he's excited to come to Neyland. So, I'm just going to read that. So, he said, from a BYU fan who is also a Florida Gators fan, I want to say I'm really excited to make the, this trip next month to Neyland. My parents are from California and met at BYU. But we moved here to Pensacola when I was six months old, so I basically, so I'm basically a native, accent and all, living it up here in the Redneck Riviera. I grew up a BYU fan and adopted the Gators too back in the '90s under Spurrier because their fun and gun offense reminded me of my Cougars slinging that ball all over the field. My family was close friends with another family here who later moved, later moved to near uh, Maryville, Tennessee. They became UT fans, of course, and we've enjoy talking trash over the years during each college football season. We both hate Alabama and Georgia, so we have that in common. I'm coming up here to stay, stay with them for the weekend of the BYU game. My friend's husband is in the Tennessee Air National Guard and was recently told his tanker is going to be part of a stadium flyby before the game, so he'll end up, so he'll end up with a better seat than the rest of us. We'll take someone else from her, from her family. I just wanted to say, if you're going to talk about the game against BYU, please understand that the vast majority of the BYU fans you will meet there will not have flown there from Utah. Though I've driven from all over the South, Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, and many will sound just like you. Heck, many of them probably have a home team in addition to the Cougars, just like I do. It's a unique fan base, to be sure. Having said that, you will find many people at the game from out west who are just excited as I am to visit one of the best venues in all of college football. Just thought there were over, just think there were over 10,000 BYU fans, including my family, in Murfreesboro in 2014 to see BYU play Middle Tennessee State. I, I have to think even more will want to be there just to see them play UT. Just thought your listeners might appreciate the perspective of a typical BYU fan they should expect to meet next month. Best of luck for 2019. 
Yeah, well, that was cool. Very, I mean, very cool. I think you know that with BYU being the religious school it is, as far as like for you know that uh, you know for for Mormons, like it, it's a religious school, so everybody kind of supports it. it May make sense, and, it, and it's it's a cool perspective to have, and it's equally cool that it like I guess it helps that he has friends, close friends here, but you know that a guy who isn't necessarily a huge BYU fan is gonna drive up here for the game and yeah support him. That's what I thought. So, like, that DM kind of made me think, like, I feel like the y'all shirt isn't trash talk. It's, like, they're embracing that their team is playing in East Tennessee. Yeah. So, that's kind of how I thought that. That's, um, that's true. I mean, I I thought of it kind of as trash talk, but the more I kind of have seen BYU fans interact, yeah. it's really not. I'm curious to see how many are there now that it's going to be fans almost giving away their tickets. Yeah. Listen, um, Tennessee fans, if you give away your tickets, if you sell your tickets, you only sell them to people who are going to be wearing orange and white, and that's it. That's true. That's all. Uh, never give it to an opposing fan. Ever. Yeah. Um, my only rule. Unless they I, offer you bukus of money, then take it. <laughs> I, I thought it was crazy that they had 10,000 fans at the Liberty Bowl against – or not yeah. Liberty Bowl. Liberty Bowl in uh, Murfreesboro. In, yeah, in Murfreesboro, MTSU. That's nuts. That's why I said I expect a lot more. Does MTSU Stadium even hold – <laughs> Ten thousand. I doubt it. Just um, it's actually a decent size stadium, but maybe it is, it's nice too. Isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is pretty nice. Uh, uh, I think it was nice at one point. Kind of getting old now. Oh, okay. Um, don't know if it's been through renovations, but guys, thank you all for listening. I'll show this picture again. Like I said, it was a great time. Come tailgate with us. Um, come hang out. It was a lot of fun. We think it's going to be fun. I know it's going to be fun again. Um, so come come do it with us. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify. Google Play, armchairmedianetwork.com. Where there's a podcast, there's more important issues. Go to iTunes. uh, Subscribe. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Comment. Give us a five-star review. We'd love it. Tell them Caleb sent you. Um, Really appreciate you guys. Guys, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. No more fighting. We're cheering for the Vols. Or you play for the Vols. We're on the same dang team. Go Vols. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.